technologies that organise human life and experience. They symbolically represent reality, and they also collect information about reality. How did they come to do this? First up, we often think of digital media as new. We register this most clearly in the advertising and corporate rhetoric of technology companies. Go and trace the history of Apple advertisements and product launches from their Macintosh personal computer in 1984 through to the iPod and iPhone launches. Listen to Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook when he tells you about the artificial intelligence he built, named Jarvis, that runs his house. Or Facebook engineers when they tell us they want to build a brain-machine interface that will enable us to type from our brain. Or Jeff Bezos from Amazon when he tells us that his AI Alexa will run our homes by listening in on our conversations. Over and over the digital media industries present their technologies within a narrative of straightforward, linear progress, The next technology we build will be better than the last, and implied in that sense of better is what we might call a technological imaginary. That is, if we build all the cool gadgets, all the human problems will go away. In response to this kind of technological imaginary, I think of John Durham Peters in Speaking Into the Air, when he says, communication, whatever it might mean, is not a matter of improved wiring or freer self-disclosure but involves a permanent kink in the human condition. That we can never communicate like angels is a tragic fact, but also a blessed one. The kinks of human experience cannot be solved with technologies, and new technologies are not better than the last one, as in they don't automatically make for a better human experience. One way we can think about media technologies, then, is how they emerge out of the experimental effort of humans to exercise power in the world, And this is never a straightforward process. That means that we should listen carefully to Apple, Facebook and Google when they tell us about what they're experimenting with and where they think they are headed. Not because this enables us to narrate the development of technology, but because it offers us a way of thinking carefully and critically about the kind of human experience they are imagining and creating. With that in mind, let's turn back to Kittler, who takes this genealogical approach to a history of media technology. Genealogy here is a method inspired by Nietzsche and Foucault, a way of doing history that pays attention to how material technologies emerge as part of historically conditioned discourses, practices, social formations, and modes of power. Kittler identifies three historically significant media systems. The first is a symbolic media system. In this system, writing, physical speech sounds, or musical tones are transposed by human individual symbols which are then retranslated by users into a sound, word, or idea in the mind. Think the alphabet, musical notation, or paintings and drawings. These systems work because the human uses create and follow rules. Alphabets and musical notation have technical specifications that the users have to follow if the system is going to work. For example, the alphabet is a media system with visible symbols and rules for how sounds and speech are to be captured, stored, and processed. This symbolic media system dominates until about 1900 and allows for the development of new forms of social, cultural and political life. A second system, technical media, emerged during the 19th century and into the 20th century. While writing transposed physical sensations into symbols, 
technical media could capture physical sensations directly as impressions on a medium. The difference between symbolic and technical is crucial here. With a symbolic system, the physical sensation, sound or light, has to pass through the human body to be transposed into a symbol. The human ear hears a word and transposes it into a letter from an alphabet. With a technical system, that physical sensation is recorded directly as an impression in another medium without the human body having to turn it into a symbol. Photographs with, which capture light and phonographs which capture sound are the key technologies. Both emerge in the 19th century and become mass technologies by the early 20th century. Photography is a process where film records a physical impression of light on a medium. Phonography records the physical impression of sound on a record or a tape. Those impressions can then be converted back via the medium into an accurate representation of the original sound or image. The first phase of the age of technical media was the capacity to capture and store images and sound, while the second phase was the transmission of those images and sounds over distance, via radio and later television. This system is analogue. Think about a vinyl LP where the physical grooves in the record are impressions of a sound that are read and converted into an audio signal you can hear via the technical device of the record player. Analogue devices, such as record players and tapes, read the media by scanning the physical data off the device. By the end of the 20th century, the age of technical media gave way to our present epoch, the age of digital media. Rather than record data as a physical trace, a digital system converts all information into numbers. The really important point Kittler makes here is that the digital system collapses all the sensors into one medium. This enables media to calculate, process and simulate. In the mid-1980s, Kittler predicts that sooner or later we will be hooked into an information channel that can be used for any medium. Movies, music, phone calls and mail will reach houses via fibre optic cables. Once any medium can be translated into ones and zeros and pass through the one infrastructure of digital computers and networks, the capacity of media to experiment with reality dramatically explodes in scale. With digital media, the physical properties of the input data are converted into numbers. Media processes are coded into the symbolic realm of mathematics, where they can then immediately be subjected to the mathematical processes of addition, subtraction, multiplication and division through algorithms contained within software. Think of the present moment. Our bodies permanently tethered to and integrated with digital devices like smartphones. These devices convert human experience into data. They store, they calculate, they predict as much as they represent. Our imagination is entangled with the data-driven algorithmic flows of images, sounds and texts streaming via their screens. Kittler shows us that this kind of human experience can be traced back at least to the mid-19th century. In the mid-1800s, technologies for storing reality emerge. The phonograph stores sound, the photograph stores light, the typewriter standardises the storage of alphabet, numbers and code. From the early 1900s, the technologies for electronic transmission of sound, light and code over distance emerges in the form of telegraph, radio and television. In the mid-1900s, around the schema of the typewriter, the capacity of media to calculate and predict emerges. For Kittler, Turing's mathematical definition of computability and the codebreaker that he built during World War II mark the moment 
where media become first and foremost calculative machines for intervening in reality.